Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And of course, we are in the time of coronavirus. I think we've been in it now for about eight weeks. And I am delighted to have with me a friend, Eric Eastman, who's my guest today. He's the director of sales of Minnesota Ice. And talk about having to kind of reinvent their business on the fly. Eric, welcome to the program. Hey, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm super glad to talk to you because from the beginning of this, let's just, can you talk to me about the day that you heard that restaurants and bars were being closed by the governor and what that would mean to your business as director of sales for Minnesota Ice? <laughs> Holy cow. I don't know if I can. I, I think I might have blocked that from my memory. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that was a tough day. Um, that uh, I think what I remember about that day is just, you know, the thinking about all the people that that was going to affect and the people that I knew and that were good friends of mine and what that would mean for their business. Um, you know, I, I really wasn't thinking about, you know, Minnesota ice and what it meant for us. That was just like, you know, um, hoping that my friends and the, the, the places of, of business that I, I'd love to frequent, um, if they could survive that, I mean, it, it was just all just so new and so bizarre. Um, it, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, and it's, it's turned into, um, a couple of months of, of, uh, of stress and of uncertainty, but, uh, it's also kind of generated some creativity. Uh, it's been, it's been interesting and fun to watch that too. Yeah. So let's talk about Minnesota ice just generally. So before the coronavirus, what did you guys do and what was the sweet spot for your business? Sure. So as, you might guess, uh, we make ice and we deliver ice. Um, we, uh, kind of the three main components of our business are restaurants. Number one, um, we service restaurants with cocktail cubes, um, that are sculpture grade, crystal clear, slow melting, very dense, very beautiful. Um, we have about 200 restaurant, uh, partners in that endeavor. And, um, then we also use that same ice to make ice sculptures, uh, for weddings, for special events, for the Super Bowl, for yeah, so cool. um, all kinds of things. Yep. And then the third component is, um, you know, what you might refer to as gas station ice. Um, you know, just what what in the industry is called packaged ice. So it's um, made in in large quantities and sold in small and large bags. Um, and you you know you find it at gas stations, at supermarkets, and, uh, and so we have. Um, a bunch of customers in that arena as well. So you came from the technology side of business. So how did you go yeah. from being a techie guy to an ice man? I don't know. Why, why do you ask? It seems supernatural to me. <laughs> Not um, exactly. <laughs> so a bunch of years ago, I started a company with uh, my buddy Dan Oski, and we sold a Make Your Own Bitters kit. And uh, that was his kind of brainchild that we kind of developed on a bar napkin at the strip club meat and fish. And once that company launched, I, I you know, I've always been very, um, someone that's very into, um, the pleasures of the table, food and drink and cooking at home. And, um, and, and I kind of realized that I, I didn't, this was, gosh, this was in 2013, I think I kind of realized that I didn't really, uh, I didn't make cocktails a lot. Um, I, I would, uh, sh I would actually shake a martini every now and then, 
Um, but I didn't really make cocktails. And as I kind of started to get into making cocktails and taking it pretty seriously, I started to make my own ice, uh, my own clear ice, which is made. Um, it's, you know, the, the way you make clear ice is not any kind of magic with the water. It's how you freeze it. Okay. Um, and so I was directionally freezing water in my freezer or on my apartment's rooftop in the winter. Um, and I, you know, just, uh, kind of stumbled onto Minnesota ice and, um, that was just prior to Super Bowl, and I reached out, and we had some uh, discussions with our owner Robbie Harrow, and uh, I I joined the company. Okay, so you in technology? Did you use the same skill sets? Were you in sales? No, I was uh, I was just a grunt uh, kind of programmer. Mm-hmm. I just I just wrote code, and um, yeah, didn't I, I? I didn't have you know. Looking back on that, you know, that was that was a great job for me to transition out of college and into the workforce. Um, and it enabled me to kind of figure out what it is that I really like. And what I really like is, you know, people and and providing solutions and um, and then conversations and discussing things over over cocktails, over dinner. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, I kind of um I kind of wore out my welcome at, at the at the tech job. I, I you know, I, I, I was, uh, I, I, I was there, but my heart wasn't in it. At yeah, the, at the end, right. It's interesting to think about that, particularly because I have a twenty-one-year-old daughter, and we talk about that. You know, she's potentially kind of going to be a late bloomer because she loves words, she loves English, but you know, there aren't a lot of jobs out there for graduating English majors unless you want to be a sure. teacher. So I love the idea that you kind of came to a passion about something that you wanted to do and made that your business life too. So from all accounts, business was going great. Things are really progressing. The Super Bowl happens. You had amazing ice sculptures all over town. Yeah. And then coronavirus happens and you realize, wow, ice isn't going to be something people are going to need when they're not open. And what did you do? What was your next thought about you have these friends that are in this business? I'm sure you were like the rest of us wallowing around for a couple of days, just like, holy crap, what has just happened? Yep. And then how did you pivot? Well, I guess it started, you know, with with coffee. Um, I... I woke, I remember I woke up one morning and I was out of coffee, like literally just out and which is essential. Right. And, uh, I just, I kind of thought, you know, dang, I wish someone would just bring me coffee, you know, and not, not Amazon. I wish like someone locally would just bring me coffee. And I was like, wait a minute, like we bring things to people. So I just, I reached out to my friend, uh, Jason Westplate at Big Watt Coffee. And I said, Hey, can we, can we sell your, your beans and maybe your cold press? And he said, sure. And I think we had, I think we had coffee at the office either later that day or the next day because Jason's a great guy. And we threw together a, an e-commerce store, uh, MinnesotaPureClear.com, uh, and you click Shop the Twin Cities. And uh, we had at the time that was it. I mean, that was that was all we had on the website. It was our ice. It was Big Watt cold press and five watt coffee beans. And some some bundles with which each with each of them, and and that was it. And and we sold some, and uh, it was mostly me driving it around. So if you ordered it, it was very likely me that showed up at your door with it. And uh, and from there, I just 
I don't know. I just kind of started reaching out to more, more people. Uh, I talked to Samay over at Milk Jam and, you know, we're, we're selling Milk Jam on the website, which is extremely popular. Mr. Niver over at Moochie's, we've got Moochie's frozen pizza on the website. So it just, we just kind of kept building on uh, Bakersfield flour. Um, you know, everyone in the world is making sourdough or cookies or, or whatever in the, in the, and, and wanted flour and, we, we could barely keep Bakersfield flour in stock for a little while. We, it would sell so fast. Bitter Q Bitters, of course. Mr. Kosovich has been uh, a great partner with us in this endeavor. And it's just kind of, you know, grown pretty or, organically from there. And we're doing uh, the, the, the one of the most, the two most ex- things I'm most excited about on the website currently are the Grand Cafe meal kits. Mm-hmm. Tell me about are, them. Yeah, they're, they're just, you know, if you've been to Grand Cafe, which I bet you have. Yes. Um, you know, it, it's the they really make you feel a certain way while you're there. And, and I mean that in a great way. They, they really take very special care of you. There are so many details that they've, that they've perfected that like you as the guest may have not have even thought of, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The hospitality. And yeah. And, and the meal kits are, are an extension of that. And no exception. They're designed to be 12 meals for two people. And so they, they basically, you know, feed a, a family of two for most of the week. And they're just really exceptional with the thought that goes into it and the execution of the details of the food that's in there. And there's flowers and there's all kinds of other ancillaries. And so that's, those have been extremely popular, as has John Whiffley's Animales Barbecue. We just started with him last week. And we've got this week on the, on the website, we have um, Animales Barbecue Hot Dish, which has all kinds of barbecue in it. And some uh, kind of the top is, is biscuits and it's yum. It's, yeah. And, and of course we've got his ribs too. His ribs are just absolutely, they're the best ribs I've ever had. I remember during, during Super Bowl, he was, he had his smoker out on DuPont outside of Zoe Francois's house. And it was, I think it was like five below zero and he's out there smoking ribs. And I just thought like, gosh, John, man, what is going on here? How are, how can you do this? And, it was all practice for for this, and he's uh, he's just really dialed in his barbecue recipe, and I yeah, couldn't be couldn't be happier for him. Yeah, his barbecue is I just think like the best in town personally. It, um, yeah, I agree. I it's agree. just fantastic, and if you ever get the opportunity to have the McJohnimal, which is <laughs> yeah. his version of the Big Mac from McDonald's. It is spot on, but like with high quality meat and high quality ingredients, it was one of the best things I've ever put in my face. I loved it so much. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing too, is the opportunity and the focus on, you know, local things. That's, we're really happy to, to focus on that on the website. And, and, you know, John does that at Anomalies uh, too. And that's, that's really important to us as well. I, it, I guess I'm kind of happy and a little surprised that local has taken such a, forefront position in people's shopping, in people's daily lives. I don't know why I'm surprised, but I am because when you think about the way we shopped before this, you know, people were yeah. consuming things based on price, not necessarily it was price and convenience, not necessarily the huge thing, right? Yeah. I know yeah, I, I mean I know that I was the huge um Amazon Prime now consumer. Um, and I have not bought one thing on Amazon Prime <laughs> since this started. And it's and just, and most of that's because, you know, I just want to, at every turn, support someone that is a member of my community. And, you know, if, if that means going to the co-op, if that means 
you know, getting takeout from a restaurant, you know, that's, that's really where I want to spend my money these days. Do you see this delivery service being something that is sustainable in the long term? Like, do you plan to add to it and keep going? Ours? Yes. In particular? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't have any reason to think it's not, it, you know, it's just everything is, you know, I, I hate to speak in certain terms, but I, there's no reason to think that we're not going to continue to do this for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And will you take on other makers if they have an interest in yeah. reaching out to you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. If it makes sense, you know, a, a, absolutely. Are yeah, there holes of, are there things that you would like that you don't have currently? Oh, good question. I'm not sure. Is is the short answer to that? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me say, I'm sure there are because I mean, it's not like we have a a, a huge inventory of, of of products, but but yeah, I mean, the but the thing that is helpful for us is if the product can be frozen, we've got oodles of freezer space, or if the product is shelf stable, meaning it can just kind of sit out at room temperature. Um, we do have a very large refrigerator too, but I'm just I'm trying not to overwhelm our our team with with new products but but yes we we definitely are interested in new products we definitely have capacity to add new products so so yeah that's kind of a roundabout answer but no it's <laughs> yeah. good and i was thinking about specifically like i know nordic waffles has pivoted in their They've produced a frozen waffle that's packaged and being sold at Lunds and Byerly's, and I thought this might be a good fit for you, especially we're getting close to the state fair announcements, and this will probably air after that announcement has been made. But, you know, a lot of folks were just upended in terms of how business is moving forward and how fast it's changing. Restaurants are starting to get open in a very limited way. Do you anticipate, how is that going to change for ice? And, you know, you're probably not going to be sitting at bar and having that old fashioned in the same way that you might have, do you think? See, so no, I don't think you're going to be sitting at a bar anytime in the very near future. But I have already gotten inquiries from restaurants looking to resume purchasing our ice, which I'm very grateful for. So, you know, I, I do think they're that faucet will get turned back on slowly. The, it, it, it is tricky to, uh, to know what, you know, what to expect with this outdoor only 50 person maximum reservations only. It's kind of, I don't want I don't know. I don't want to be, it's limiting. Very. So I do think, I mean, some, a lot of restaurants are doing cocktail kits and they've kind of, they've by now they've burnt through their ice inventory from us that they had. So, you know, some of them are, are reordering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's great. I, you know, once restaurants open a little further, once, you know, we, we can actually go into restaurants, I think ordering will pick up a little bit, but, but yeah, it's, it, it's not, we're not going to return to the volume that we were at anytime in the very near future. I don't think. Can you hang on? Yeah, I think so. Yep. yep. Um, you know, we're, we're hustling and, you know, we've, we've closed a bunch of new, Packaged ice accounts, which is which is extremely important, and retail is up, and the e-commerce store. If we continue to see that that support, it, it'll, I, I yeah, I think we'll make it to the other side. One thing that I would love to see from you personally, you taught me, and you're good at making shrubs and drink syrups, <laughs> and I'm kind of curious that you haven't put together any cocktail kits for yourself for the site. Wow, interesting that you say that. We're, I, I had a call yesterday about that. Um, so yeah, we've got a couple in the works that are 
are hopefully going to be imminent on the website. So yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that. For yeah, because sure. I think uh, you are uniquely talented in that area. Do you want to preview what might we see something like? You know, uh, it's probably going to be a pretty simple thing um, because the focus will be on doing something that's executable at home. Um, so I think, you know, uh, look for look for old-fashioned type things. Yep. Are people still <laughs> going to drink old fashions in the summer? Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a season on that cocktail. At least there isn't in my apartment. But I, So, yeah, yes, I think is the short answer. Is there, it seems seasonal to me, but just because I'm not a huge whiskey drinker. So when I think of those drinks, I kind of think of like cozy wintertime, sure, intimate yeah. bar settings. Is there like a way or a different treatment to an old fashioned that would make it more spring or summer like? Sure. I mean, just change the spirit and the sugar, right? Because an old-fashioned is the spirit of sugar and bitters, right? Um, so, you know, one take on an old-fashioned that is extremely popular, it's kind of even gotten its own name, is the Oaxacan old-fashioned. And that's, you know, an agave spirit and, you know, a, a different sugar and, and bitters. So it's... Yum. It, it just... it Yeah, exactly. It feels different, even though it's kind of those same... It's, it's the same style of cocktail, but it... it obviously drinks very different because it's, you know, agave and not whiskey. Does it taste, yeah, because it would taste, I would think, smokier maybe? Sure. It just depends on the, the you know, tequila and or mezcal that you use. You know, sure. another drink that's that's great is that, you know, you, you, you can make it old fashioned with, with gin too. It's, you know, it, it, it kind of, you're getting a little far afield from referring to it as an old fashioned in, in my opinion. Um, but, but like I created a cocktail last summer that was, a gin old fashioned with, you know, cucumber in it. And the heck else did I put in that thing? Um, yeah. And, you know, gin and cucumber, right. Just super, it was super light, super bright, very refreshing. There's a little vinegar in it really to, to brighten it up. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I would, old fashions are fun to experiment with because there's, you know, again, there it's, it's a, it's a, it's a really understandable template and, uh, just varying the spirits and the sugar can really, you can really, achieve some fun results with. Yeah, I love that idea. What do you think just overall, like your competition right now in pantry goods, we'll call them, or locally made pantry goods, is the restaurants themselves who have started creating more pantry items that are available when people order pickup of food. That seems really helpful for consumers. I like it because I can add you know, toilet paper and a couple of things to my to-go <laughs> order and pick it all up at once. Is that yep. something you think will continue as the restaurants get open or will we see less of that and maybe it'll move more of your direction? First of all, I, I guess I would say I don't see them as my competition. I want them to, you know, do whatever it is that they need to do. And I'm I, I like I personally support them too. Like I buy pantry items from the bungalow club, you know, dang there once a week. Yep. So yes, I think that they'll continue to do that. You know, it it's again everything is just changing so rapidly. I it, it but it feels like we're not gonna be back to any kind of, you know, return to what we were at before anytime soon. So I, I would expect, you know, those those pantry style things from restaurants to continue for quite a while, yeah. Yeah, and it almost seems like as they get into the kitchens again, we're gonna see things like I think we'll see things like you know, more noodle kits and stocks and sure. things that require yep. a little more preparation from chefs sure. that you yep. can't just pick up, you know, at your neighborhood grocery store necessarily. 
Totally. Or yeah, like I a sh- agree more. a charcuterie tray that's in a box, you know, that you can assemble at home. And I'm really looking forward to convenience moving in that direction where, you know, we're going to assemble things more, but still have that help if you're not at like a lot of people just aren't good at cooking or it's just not their jam. Right. So right. if I, I miss the convenience that a restaurant offered, I missed the convenience of just stopping into somewhere and picking something up because I didn't feel like cooking what yeah. it's everything is so planned out you know what I mean like yep. I have a birthday coming up and like the cake and the thing and we got to make 10 stops to get all the stuff I do like the idea of what you're providing where I can just call and get all these great goods delivered to my house it's so convenient yeah exactly exactly you know and I again I, I do quite a few of the deliveries myself and it's like when I when I bring someone, you know, two bags of ice and two racks of ribs and some slushies and a couple frozen pizzas and some coffee and some flour. I'm like, wow, that's like, there, there you go. You're set for, you know, s- several days here. It's, it's, uh, it, it's kind of, it's fun to see what, um, what folks are ordering. And, you know, we are offering products that are, I, I would say fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah we're, it's, totally. It's not, it's not like we're, it's not like we're offering paper clips. You know, it's, it's, it's really awesome lasagna. It's the best hot sauce on the planet. It's the best ginger beer on the planet. It's ice cream, it's coffee, it's cocktail syrups, it's slushies. I mean, these are things that bring people joy. So it's, you know, it, it, it's fun to, to offer those and to actually, you know, bring those to, to people's homes. And now, you know, and you know, one of the, one other thing is, is now that we're moving around a little more, we have added a in-store pickup option to our, to our website. You can actually come to our shop in St. Paul and pick up your order. Oh, that's nice. Yep. I like that. I think this is going to be kind of the new surprise and delight, right? So yeah, for Yeah, exactly. Everything that comes to your house and you have like three fun things that you can execute that week that you look forward to. You know, we've been walktailing a lot, <laughs> which is <laughs> obviously making your cocktail and taking it on your your socially distanced appropriate walk in the evening. Yep. But yep. it's been really nice. And I look forward to like what we're going to make for our walktail. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it Good is pretty you. fun. We've had some... A good time. And I, that's the way I've seen some friends. You know, I'm not really yep. comfortable going in people's houses yet. I'm probably yep. not going to be the first person in the restaurant setting. So we are walking and talking and, you know, doing our socially distanced thing. And that's kind of been our happy hours. But I love the idea of ordering something and kind of surprising everybody with a new idea or a new cocktail or walktail, as oh, it were. Totally. Yeah. And I, gosh, I would say, you know, of the orders that we get quite a few, not, not half, but I would say, you know, maybe even 25% are, are gifts. I love are it. Someone sending someone, you know, a little care package. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a significant, you know, amount that, that our, our, our folks ordering for someone else. I like it. Well, Eric, it's been great to talk to you. I'm glad great that you, you are pivoting and I hate that word, but it comes up so often in you know yeah, people it, it is i'm ready to pivot back but um once once <laughs> yes once we can <laughs> but necessity is the mother of invention right you you got it we are looking forward to releasing this podcast it'll probably be after memorial day but i imagine um, people will connect with you about potentially carrying their products and thanks for what you're doing too you know this makers of minnesota podcast i'm in three years of it and just when i think like oh maybe i've told the stories and maybe there's 
you know, it's kind of getting just not as exciting or interesting. I come across some new innovator or some new way of doing things, or everyone is doing something new that has just brought it all alive again in my heart and in telling the stories and helping people bring their businesses to the next level. It's been really fun. So thank you for talking with me about all these great makers. I appreciate it. Of course. And thank you for having me, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Eric. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 